This is The Playbook. We're going to bring on another Hall of Famer like yourself. Uh, this is one of uh, my friends, my associates, and a mentor to me. I just He carries the spirit of excellence. Uh, but I'll tell you a quick story before I went to the Padres uh, playoff game with him. And my alma mater just uh, beat USC in the Cotton Bowl yesterday, Tulane. I still can't believe that we beat USC. Somebody would told me when I was at Tulane that someday we beat USC in the Cotton Bowl and be ranked in the top 10 and be incredible. But I asked Marshall a question because that, that was a crazy ending. Yeah, it was great. Not that you love the bowl games, but I asked Marshall the playoff game because I went back and, and I watched a lot of football from the sidelines. And but I was a division three average player at best. And I watched the game from the sideline. I'm like, how the heck did I ever play this game? Well, maybe it's because the pros in the game so fast. So I asked Marshall, I said, when you're standing on the sideline of a game today, Marshall, I go, do you look at it and say like, how the heck did I ever do this? And he said, oh yeah, there's, I look at it and when you're in it, it doesn't seem so hard. So I was going to ask you, Rick, you know, does a Roderick sit on the sidelines now and watch tennis and say, how the heck did I ever do that? Um, well, it's not quite as physical as football, but yeah, you know, you, if you have a sibling or someone, you're going to get more nervous. You might get more nervous when you're actually than carrying the ball and running into people. So it's a whole different thing when you're watching a child or you're a coach and you're watching someone much different than playing. Cause when you're competing, you're just in there battling. But before we get started, uh, first off, Marshall, welcome. Listen, we got so many things in common, Dave, when all the guests come on and with Marshall, whenever a kid gets a great shot, I always say there's a new sheriff in town, but today there's a new Marshall in town. All right. And when I wanted to move their feet, when I wanted to move their feet, I always tell them pop the popcorn, extra butter, especially the slower ones. And Marshall sold some popcorn back in the day when he was a little Falker in New Orleans at the Superdome. So there's something common there. But in 1999 to 2001, he was the man with the greatest show on turf. And now he's the man with the greatest show that people serve. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Rick, man, that was awesome. That was yeah. just flat out awesome. Fresh, fresh out of the oven. I'm glad you're here and uh, uh, That's welcome. That's pretty good, man. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here listening, listening to you. I was backstage listening to you guys, man. It's, <laughs> um, it's awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, it's so nice to, to spend time with you, which I'm blessed over the years to do so. And you and I share a lot of great uh, business and, and friendship things together. But, you know, when he's talking about popping the popcorn, I was thinking, you know, he's going to say that Marshall knows how to pop the popcorn with butter when his feet, if you watch him run, I don't know how someone moves that quickly, laterally and vertically, uh, incredible quickness and speed and, and heart with Marshall. But I'll tell you this. The reason Marshall and I did this is he had had other brothers chasing him as a little kid, and that helped his agility (laughs) to stop on a dime. Listen, I know the backstory with all these great athletes, and there's always a backstory. And his his brothers have a lot to do with him stopping on a dime and going the other direction. That's right. He he not just stopped on the dime, he picked it up on the way because this guy (laughs) is money savvy, and uh, he always shows up for his friends and his family and his associates. And over the years, when I was partners with Warren Moon, I always keep my eye on you know the future prospects. And it was amazing to me. I'd always see for a charity, one guy always showing up and it was Marshall Falk. And then as I transitioned from Sports One Marketing into my own brand and my own entrepreneurship, 
I, you know, I threw out a test lob and who hits it out of the park? Marshall Falk goes out of his way, shows up to a charitable event, bends over backwards for all the kids and the charity itself. And I said, these are the type of people I want to be around the Marshalls and the Macy's of the world to create the magic uh, for people. So this guy's doing it off the field, even better than an MVP of a Super Bowl, a hall of famer should have been a Heisman trophy winner uh, as well. One of, can't get everything, can you, Marshall? But uh, Marshall, you know, what have you taken mindset wise into the business world? Because, you know, I'm with uh, Austin Eckler doing some coaching on business with him and he has the Marshall Falk mindset in business uh, and he's still playing at, you know, you saw him last game, you know, at the highest level, mm-hmm. you know, what were some of the things that you did on the field in your career that you're now seeing benefits from off the field in business? Um, probably the, the one thing, Dave, is just, I, I wanted to always be consistent, you know, um, uh, people, people, you, you're not going to always be motivated. You're not going to always have your good stuff, but if you go about it consistently and how you operate and how you work, you're going to usually produce good results. You might not always produce the best results, but you're going to always produce the good results. The one thing that if anybody played, anybody that ever played the game with me, they're going to always tell you I was prepared and ready to play. <laughs> like they're going to tell you, I understood what was going on. If a play was called, I not only knew what I needed to do, I knew what the other ten guys needed to do, and I knew what the eleven defenders was doing. It was it was just consistently I was going to always be prepared. I was going to be ready, and I was never ever ever going to lose because of a mental error. Physically, you can beat me. Mentally, you were not going to beat me. And, and that was one of the things that, that today, I think about it today, um, before I get on calls, before I sit down with people and before I start talking to them, um, I literally, I, I study, I, I, I do exactly what Rick did. Rick understood I sold popcorn in the Superdome. He's like, he got it, he, he, he got it. And that, that's, that's the, those are the little things that separate you. When you get to the NFL, the difference between a Hall of Fame guy and the guy that make the Pro Bowl or, or just another starter is just that. How 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 detailed are you to the play? Not just what you have to do, but what's going on around you. No, well well put. He basically what Marshall's really saying. He's controlling the situation. He's not going to let it control him. He is going to be prepared. Okay, and he needs him to get more credit how intelligent he is. People look at the 4-3 speed, you know, the agility, the mobility, you know, the shake and the bake and the shiver and the deliver. They look at all this stuff, but it's a game of inches, just like tennis from ear to ear. And all the great ones have that, but people just look on the outside, but it's the inside that's making him even more successful off the field. Dave, this, this, this little kid asked me like, what was the best award you ever got? Like playing football. I was, talking to these kids, I said, you know, I've done a lot of stuff in football, but the thing that I was most proud of was one year I was on the cover of a magazine and they called me the smartest player in the NFL. I'm like, that, that is something that my speed and my strength, it may go away. Somebody may become faster. Somebody may become stronger, but what I need to do to maintain my sharpness and 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 studying and doing the things to make that made me intelligent within the game. I can continue to grow that. There's there's no there's no limit to you upping your level of education. And and that for me was like one of the best things that I ever 
had voted on voted on me about. And Steve Young, that pissed him off. Let me just tell you. So that was beautiful. Especially <laughs> the BYU guy. <laughs> As I got a text from Matt Liner today about my Tulane victory, he was not, oh, happy. Man. not happy with me. You, you, now, you know that's you know that's close to my heart. I I love Tulane. <laughs> it was just like watching Tulane to just to just to show that they were competing with. And this this wasn't like bad USC. This is good USC. Yeah. This is oh. And Ooh, Lincoln Bowl. Riley got a rough one. Got yeah. a rough in the Cotton Bowl. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of big moments, though, you've had a lot of big moments, and a lot of people don't come through in the big moments. Uh, and this is true in business. I I call it in in my expertise in business. I say there's a lot of good openers, Marshall, but there's very few good closers. And, you know, we saw that with Ohio State's kicker versus Michigan's kicker. You know, if I'm a scout, I know which kid I'm taking in the draft, right? There's no doubt. But you have to be in business a good closer. And you have to be a good closer uh, because there's going to be bad calls and injuries to every team coming into a Super Bowl, coming into the Grand Slam championship. And not necessarily will the best athlete win or the best team win in those situations. What makes you such a great closer that it seems in the big games, those are your best games? Um, I, I, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I do more listening than talking. Uh, I'm, 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 more, I'm more in the space of uh, paying attention and, and instead of needing attention to pay to, to, pay to me. And, and I want the moment. I, I legitimately, I want the moment. I'm seeking the moment and I understand that that every play I have to attack it like it's the moment because I don't know which one is going to be the moment. I I, I really don't. Like every play can be the moment. And and I'm a I'm a like that could be the moment. The game changing, game altering play. It could be any play in the game. It could be multiple plays in the game. And I want to make sure that I am prepared for the moment and I attack it. I wait for it. I love it. I, I like, I, I live for the moment. I, I want to be the guy and I'm, it, it's not like hooping and hollering and all. No, a play needs to be made. I don't have to tell coach to come to me. I'm going to make the play. Now let, let's say the play might be making a damn good block. The play might be making a one yard run. The, the, but the play needs to be made. And you have to understand what that is, the moment. You never know when that play may be the big moment. And then this was the best. My coach used to say this. All little moments turn into the big moment. Yeah. <laughs> Continue to win the little moments and watch what happens. You'll win the big moment. Was that Dick Vermeil by chance? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> win the little moments. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. The little things make the big things, you know, in, in all sports. But And Marshall needs even more credit for his blocking. There's never been someone so complete. You know, cause I, I'm a big football fan, so I've seen all this stuff when I evaluate talent. As Dave knows, you know, I can kind of feel this, especially when they're younger. Uh, and I would have recruited you as a running back instead of a defensive back for the Carver Rams. So I would have done this very differently. Okay. No, but at the end of the day, the way you just answered that question, I want the ball. It's all on me. I might fail, but 
I want the ball the next time because you're going to fail to succeed and you cannot be afraid. And even there's many pro athletes in all sports. There's a lot of people good, like you said earlier, but great is rare air. And it's right here and it's the mindset. And if you believe it, you're more likely going to achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you want if you want to succeed, success is in the failure. If you continue to succeed, you you really don't know what success is until you fail. That's right. Yeah, less, uh, losses are spelled with an L because the lessons are in the losses. You're just executing on what you already know when you win. Uh, you know, and it's interesting, Andre Reed, who's also a friend of ours, uh, one of the stories I love when I fell in love with Andre Reed was he was telling me about Jim Kelly every time he's in the huddle, right? He said, Jim, give me the ball. I'm wide open. Every single huddle. And Jim looked up to him and said, Andre, it's a running play. And he said, and this is a flag football game. <laughs> Stop asking for the ball, man. Uh, so, but I want someone that's asking for the moment. And I think that says a lot in business and of course in life. Um, but Marshall, we had an unfortunate incident last night. Uh, never happened before, but it revealed something about football that a lot of people I don't think appreciates that you and I have seen over the years and Rick has seen as well in sports in general that there become moments that are far beyond the game. And, you know, I know the NFL is going to take a hit for some freak accident. And, you know, I watch UFC. I, I watch all types of sports. Uh, car racing has been one that I've worked on for years. There's plenty of dangerous sports. And as long as people know the risks, I think we should be able to, to, to do what we want to do if we know the risks. As long as they've been disclosed. You know, if the Pinto is going to blow up and we know the Pinto is going to blow up when it's hit from behind and you want to drive a Pinto, drive a Pinto. But last night, you know, I thought that uh, sports was revealed for something else, that both teams, as someone almost, uh, their life was in jeopardy at the very least, everyone you could see a higher level of concern, a higher level of human nature and a higher self from all players, coaches, everyone on the field. What was going through your mind, you know, when you saw something like this as a retired Hall of Famer, you know, what were the lessons that you were drawing about the sport that you played more than anyone, succeeded more than anyone, and loved as much as anyone? You know, um, Dave, this is a, uh, I'm gonna try to get through this without being emotional. Um, and uh, last night was hard because of the past week. Um, you know, the guy who sits behind me in the Hall of Fame is Franco Harris. And, uh, and, and Franco, he was, he was just at an event the day before, literally died in his sleep. And was somebody who I, you know, started to get to know very well. And we just, I'd go sit down and just start talking to guys in the room. And um, Franco was my guy the past two years that I like really got information, learned a lot about him, uh, learned a lot about his family, his business off the field, and just a lot of the things that he did to cultivate. People don't understand that that dynasty that you saw in Pittsburgh, it, it started with Franco. Yeah. You know, he went to Penn State. He's a Pennsylvania guy. Uh, it, it, it literally started with him. He was the connector. It, it, it had nothing to do with the defense. It had nothing to do with Bradshaw. 
not smart. It, it was him and that offensive line and what they did became the identity to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, that was already weighing heavy on me. And watching this young man last night, um, it spoke to how lucky I am that I played that. I, I started playing football when I was six. I retired when I was 33. And I was able to walk away from the game, you know, as of right now, in pretty damn good shape. Like, I, I feel good. Um, a lot of guys are in the same space. Uh, we have some guys who are really struggling outside the game, not financially. I'm talking mentally. I'm talking about what they help and stuff like that. And we take the wealthiest game, the richest game, the Redskins about to sell for $4 billion, $5 billion, something like that. Panthers sold for $3, 4000000000 billion. And we can't get health care for retired players. We can't take care of the guys who help create the game. And what last night did was last night showed everybody, everybody, no, we're not at war shooting guns, but you can lose your life playing the game of football. It's a violent sport and we choose to play. And here's what I say. I say this all the time. As I, as I risk my life walking back and forth to the park in the desire projects because I love playing the game because that game, the game of football was my opportunity. That was my opportunity to change my family's dynamic. And guess what? I understood the risk in playing the game. But please understand when these players want to get paid and all this money is going to you're like, get paid that much to play football. Understand what it is. And understand when we are talking to billionaires about revenue sharing, because here's the reality. Those two owners, guess what they family know they, they got to do last night? They got to go home. They got to go home. And they're putting nothing on the line, nothing on the line to where it's going to jeopardize their livelihood. Um, the collective bargaining agreement will be coming up soon. Um, you'll hear player safety. The NFL is doing a great job with player safety. Great job. The fact that they did not, uh, listen, let, let's be honest. I'm, I've, I've watched all the shows and nobody said this. Normally, they will that guy off the field. And guess what we do? We play. I, I'm talking about in practice, guy gets hurt. It could be very serious. You want to know what we do? We move further down the field. Let's keep going. Last night was a statement to where we are at in the game. In today's game, the player and the player safety is paramount in this league. And it showed last night. And guess what? Guess what they could have said? We're playing a game tomorrow. They've literally said, we don't know when we're playing that game. This people, this game is a, is a, is a defining game in the AFC. This is, this has huge implications, but they've said that this young man's life and the players who were there watching because that's going to stick with you. It's, it, it's still with me. I slept awful last night thinking that could have been me. 
the league did a great job. Everything was handled. All the protocols and the things that they have in place with the ambulance and the amount of doctors there possibly, possibly save this young man's life. And hopefully he gets, don't worry about playing football, he gets to live to see another day. Yeah, well put. Yeah, and, ho- and hopefully, Marshall, as you know, with my involvement with the Hall of Fame, players, retired players association, et cetera, standing up for the guys who built the game. You know, you know, people like Bobby Bell, who made $5,800, drove a cab and still, you know, will play golf with someone because he, he still needs income, right? Yeah. And, and he'll, he'll still yeah. appear somewhere. And this is probably one of the most dynamic football players of all time. He was said to have been able to play every single position as a professional. That's how talented he was. And I don't think a lot of people today, they don't remember even more Moon let alone the guys who built the game so that the billionaires can buy their $750 million yachts and not give health care to the kids that came in and maybe only lasted two years but can never walk the same again. Or, you know, some of the heroes of mine that can't remember their kids' names, some of my old clients that don't remember my name. Uh, and a dear friend of ours, I'm turning 55 in a few days and I call it my junior sale birthday, and I know you and I are both very close with junior. Um, and you know, th- there's a lot of things costing lives and families' lives outside of the game w- when we retire. And I think hopefully this will not only draw the attention to the needs of the current players, as we are doing a good job today, but we need still to do a better job for the retired players, in my position, in my opinion, and I know yours, um, Marshall Ben. You're, hey, you're those, Dave. Right, we got a note, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you, uh, as they say, land the plane with my good friend Marshall. Something upbeat, something you got in mind? Comment, question, or a little bit of history? Another funny story that I don't know about Marshall. You want Marshall to say something? Yeah, or one, myself? I want to end on a high note. <laughs> no, listen. At the end of the day, you know the way he played the game. Okay. Everybody looks at the speed and the ball catching and the blocking, you know, the agility and all this stuff. But he he spelled it out. What's between the ears? You know, the way he studied the game. And that's why people say there would never be another Marshall Falk. I mean, he, there was a complete package. OK, I'm not saying that because he's like in front of us. I'm just saying I've watched his stuff and I evaluate talent. He's very unique in many ways. But I think even now in business, he's more unique. I look at some of these things that he started to help others, you know, to help people don't have the opportunity, you know, people low income and all these other things. It just shows you how he's wired. And that's part of the package that made him the Hall of Famer. You know, Dave, Dave, the um, uh, I people always ask me, um, like, who did you model your game after? And like, what did you say? You know, I looked at everybody. And then they get into the conversation of who's the greatest running back or who's the greatest receiver, who's the greatest quarterback. And I always tell people, my high school coach, because I wanted to play a position, I wanted to play running back. And he said, no, you're going to be a football player. You're going to play quarterback. You're going to play receiver. You're going to play tight end. (laughs) You're going to play defensive back. You're going to play safety. You're going to kick. You're going to punt. You're going to return kicks and punts. You're going to know how to hold. You're going to be a football player. And so when we get into the debate, 
I just tell people I'm a football player. That, that's 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 what I, I I was a football player. That's that's what I did. That's what I did well. I played football. More importantly, you sold more popcorn at the Superdome than any other kid. So you're the leader in the clubhouse selling the popcorn as a little Falker. So a little Falker. <laughs> nice. Meet the Falker. Marshall might put me in the Hall of Fame for it. Hall of Fame football player, uh, friend, and I consider family, man. You uh, are a blessing to, to me and to Rick. Anytime you want, anything you need, all you got to do is ask. I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday. Uh, or Thursday, sorry, I'm coming down there next week and get to share some great time with you and the great Ed Milet as well. So uh, keep up the great work. Keep on helping others. I will tell you real quick, I was – George Jones is the guy who beat one of Marshall's records at San Diego State, and he tells me, yeah, Marshall has done more for my business career in mentoring me than anyone else in my life and suggested that I give you a call for more help. And I thought, what a humble, gracious thing because uh, – you know, taking the guy who beat one of your records and still giving back and helping him. So you've made a great impact on the guy uh, that looks up to you. I'll tell you that. Rick Macy, Marshall Falk, the incredible Hall of Famer on and off the field. May you be blessed every day. And thank you uh, for being a part of my life. And now, Rick's, it's Game Set Life with Marshall Falk. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy Thanks, New Year. Marshall. Incredible.